to get back at it, right? For God's sake, we've got to be positive about the Colts because what the hell else do we have at this point? So let's talk about the Colts. We're going to talk about injuries. We're going to talk about some questions that need to be answered about the Colts moving forward. Position groups. Are they going to be active at the trade deadline? Roquan Smith was traded today by the Bears to the Ravens for a second rounder and a fifth rounder. Is that kind of deal possible for anybody on the Colts roster? They're certainly not going to be buyers, right? Is Sam Ellinger the right guy moving forward? And by moving forward, I don't mean this Sunday in New England. I mean forward in 2023, 24, and on and on. you got to stop switching quarterbacks at some point, right? We're going to talk about Indiana football a little bit. Hey, uh, also about the Colts, we're going to talk about whether Chris Ballard's the right guy to solve problems that he himself has caused. Are you going to trust the guy who caused problems to solve them? Sounds crazy, but maybe he's the right guy. We'll talk about it. Like I said, Indiana football found something out injury-wise today. Not good for the Hoosiers, but it really doesn't matter at this point. They host Penn State this weekend. What the hell? The Pacers, they got a game tonight. The Nets were so despondent and so upset. Trev, thank you very much. Sam would have been a hero if MPJ could catch. You know what? Not a bad point. If Pittman makes that catch, it's entirely possible the Colts kick a game-winning field goal as time clicks down to zeros. But the Pacers, their win the other night, so upset the Nets that they had a meeting, a team meeting. This is, we'll talk about it for God's sake, but that game tonight at 7.30, I can't wait to see this Pacers team play. They ball. They just go out and ball. And it's fun to watch them do it. All right. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Halloween. It's October 31st, a Monday, 2022. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR, BUSR.com slash Kent. Sign up. Make an initial deposit. That initial deposit will be matched. 150% of it will be by BUSR in free play up to $2,500. How about that. That's risk-free. Risk-free. You kidding me? Subscribe. Like, hey, subscribe, because next week we are giving away, I believe, a Jonathan Taylor autographed jersey. So subscribe. And uh, it, because you want to be eligible to win this Jonathan Taylor uh, signed jersey, we'll talk about it as the week goes on next week as well, and tell you who's doing that specifically. All right? If you want to donate, donate. That doesn't bother me at all. Like the videos. That's wonderful. Let's talk about sports. Okay. Taekwon Lewis, down for the season. Oddly, it's the same injury as last year, but to the other leg. He tore his patellar tendon. So the rehab, he's very, very familiar with. And this is a great dude. Taekwon Lewis, we talked to a couple of weeks ago. He's just a wonderful guy from Ohio State and, and has battled injuries and battled them successfully, come back to play some really, really good football. So I hate to see this happen. would hate to see it happen to anybody, but especially to Tyquan Lewis. Uh, they put him on IR today. And the Colts, they activated a safety. That is Trevor Denbo. He was activated off IR. He uh, was an undrafted free agent. 
And so there you go. Trevor Denbo coming up. Uh, Quiddy Pay could be available this week. We don't know. What's that mean? Quiddy Pay was playing for the Colts. Here's something interesting. A statistic shared by Frank Reich, and we've confirmed it. I looked it up because... I in that said, Frank Reich cites something during his media availability today, and immediately, like I go to profootballreference.com to see if it's true. It is. When the Colts are even Steven or they win the turnover battle, they are three and oh. When they lose the turnover battle, they are oh four and one. That is how critical turnovers are. For this team, we saw it yesterday. They lost two fumbles in plus territory where they would have likely converted a minimum of a field goal on each of those possessions. Didn't come to pass. Um, and that's just a sample. PR Films, McLaurin rips off helmet after catch. No ref sees. Oh, wow. I did not see that. I didn't see Terry rip off his helmet. That is unlike him. Although... I did see him without his helmet because I remember being able to see him yell, this is my city, over and over again like a deranged Victor Oladipo. Interesting. Nothing happened. Huh. Well, there you are. Uh, you will look good in that uh, Jonathan Taylor jersey. If you win it, subscribe immediately. Um, Sam Ellinger, you know what? Let, let's do like a question and answer. All right. Is Sam Ellinger the right guy for this team as a starting quarterback moving forward. It is so premature to make any kind of declaration in either direction about the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts and whether Sam Ellinger's the right guy or not moving forward. He's played one game. He's pretty damn good in that one game. I felt like finally the Colts had a competent level quarterback where the ball moved, there was some dynamism, the third quarter was really, really good. I thought it was good. All right, does that mean that he's a starting quarterback moving forward? If last night, after the Colts game ended, you turned on NBC or went to the Peacock app to watch Sunday Night Football and you saw Josh Allen against Aaron Rodgers, what you realized instantly is that Sam Ellinger, at least right now, is neither of those guys. And what you've got to ask, if indeed... Your goal, as has been stated multiple times, is to win a Super Bowl. you got to have a quarterback that can lead your team to do it. Sam Ellinger is a great guy, but he in no way has shown an ability to compete at the level of Josh Allen. After one game, nobody would. Josh Allen didn't look like Josh Allen after he was drafted seventh overall by the Bills in 2018. So there's no shame in this. Of course, he's not going to look like Aaron Rodgers, for God's sake. Edward Johnson says in the preseason, there was a concern that the wide receiver group could be a weak point. How have they performed so far? Oh, that's a good question. Because of health, they have played really, really well. I never had any problem with the three guys, right? I never had any problem with Pittman, although that drop yesterday hurt, Pierce or Campbell. The assumption was, because it had happened every other year that Paris Campbell had been a cold, that he was going to get hurt. And you had no depth at that position. You didn't, anybody feel great about Des Patman or Mike Strawn? No, Ashton Doolin was not bad, but you didn't have depth. And counting on Paris Campbell appeared to be a mistake. So that's where, I. hey, you know what else? 
I'll tell you this too about the wide receiver position, and we're going to talk about this in terms of Chris Ballard and whether he's the right guy to solve problems, okay? Tyreek Hill this year, he was acquired by the Dolphins from the Kansas City Chiefs at the age of 28 for the 29th overall pick in 2022, the 50th overall pick in 2022, two fourth-round picks, and a sixth-round pick. Do you know what he's done this year? Tyreek Hill has 69 catches for 969 y- or 961 yards. If you prorate that over the entire 17-game season, that is 147 catches, 2,042 yards. He is, has gone completely bonkers, 120 yards per game receiving for Tyreek Hill. That's how dynamic a weapon he is. And what are the Dolphins doing? The Dolphins are winning. They did not go out and trade for a right tackle, left tackle, right guard, left guard. They went out and got a dynamic playmaker. And say what you will about Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Paris Campbell. They're all wonderful in their own ways. But none is dynamic at the level of Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, six seasons in the NFL, six Pro Bowls, soon to be a seventh. The Dolphins... They paid through the nose to get him. Now they got him, and they are uh, achieving at a level that the Colts dream of. Now the Colts, Tua. Colts don't have Tua. All right. Uh, but that, that was a good question. The kind of question that we want to hear. Uh, is the offensive line fixable? That's a good question. I don't know. I think it's really difficult to fix. If Bernard Ryman isn't the right guy at left tackle, and we know that Matt Pryor isn't the right guy at right guard, right? You got Quentin Nelson, you got Ryan Kelly, and you got Braden Smith, and those cats are dug in. They are financially absolutely rooted to their positions with the Colts. And you saw Quentin Nelson yesterday get turtled, right, on his back on that third and one play, that dive play, to Jonathan Taylor out of the shotgun, which was kind of nutty. You've got to be able to count on Quentin Nelson in that instant to clear some space. You have to. Or what the hell are you paying $20 million for? He is a guard. So that brings us to Chris Ballard. Is Chris Ballard the right GM to solve the problems he has either caused or has been unable to solve, i.e. the offensive line, i.e. the defensive line also, except, man, Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner are playing lights-out football. They are playing so well, it's ridiculous. Are they the best defensive tackle combo in the NFL? No. The New York Giants have the best defensive tackle combo in the NFL. But can Chris Ballard solve the problems that he himself has created or been unable to solve? He is going to have to let go of the dogma that has been intractably affixed in his head and all his decisions that you have to build from the inside out. He has to lose that. He has to understand that there is a difference between dogma and physics, or he is doomed to continue to repeat the mistakes that he's made, and you're going to wind up next year right back where you're at this year. He's been unable to solve the quarterback problem. Can he solve it, or... Are the Colts going to try to run Sam Ellinger up a flagpole at the end of this season, even if he plays well? 
thinking that Sam Ellinger is the solution to this. Yikes. I owe nobody nothing. Look, I, I, I don't owe Sam Ellinger an apology. I like Sam Ellinger. What are you talking about? Sam Ellinger was good yesterday. No better than good. You can, can you win a championship with Sam Ellinger? It, anybody who says you can win a, a championship with Sam Ellinger is cashing checks that uh, they know money in the, in the account to cover. You don't know that. And anybody who says they do is crackers. Three weeks ago, he was inactive. So don't tell me about Sam Ellinger being the cure for all the woes for the Colts at the quarterback position. It's ridiculous. I owe no one an apology. All I do is tell the truth. I apologize to nobody for telling the truth. Um, Marquis, I'm not even going to talk about the Cubs and their ratings. It, it bothers me. This Sinclair cabal, this Diamond Sports Group nonsense, I just don't like it. And that includes Bally Sports Indiana, who on Saturday night, somehow or another, the feed went away of the, the Pacers and Nets. If you're going to charge people 20 bucks a month to watch that product, you damn well better be able to provide it. And if you can't, get out of the damn business and entrust it to somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. How about that? Uh, Pacers tonight, speaking of that, uh, against the Nets, so insulted were the Nets by the 125-116 beatdown that they suffered Saturday night that we didn't get to see the end of. They had a team meeting. And they are, everybody's, Steve Nash is upset, Kevin Durant's upset, they're all upset. Why would anybody believe that the, this team that was so poorly put together, so poorly assembled for their on-court exploits, could somehow off the court solve any of their own problems? It's ridiculous. I hope the Pacers kick their loving asses. They're ever loving asses tonight. I'm excited about tonight's Pacer game. And they better not lose the feed. My God, back in the 60s and 70s, nobody lost feeds. What are you doing? The technology should have been enhanced that you got backups on top of backups. You just lose the game so we got to watch poker? What the hell's the matter with you? $20 a month. My ass. Uh, 7.30 tonight. Nets are eight and a half point favorites. Ooh, Interesting. We'll see if they're good enough to beat the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Indiana football Cam Camper, he's gone for the season. Torn ACL, and <clears throat> Tom Allen says he doesn't know who the quarterback's going to be Saturday. It's going to be a surprise that uh, we'll find out on Saturday who it is. Like the entire state of Indiana is waiting with bated breath to see if it's Jack Tuttle or, or if it's uh, Connor Bazelak or it's the other guy. You're playing Penn State. I mean, good heavens. What are you talking about? I'm talking about shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic. What is going on with Indiana football? And I'm not down on Indiana athletics. I love where Indiana basketball's at right now. I don't love where Indiana football's at. And, and you know what? I'll close with this. Auburn, do not, under any circumstances, think that you're going to be able to pry Tom Allen away from the Indiana football program. You're not going to be able to do it. We will defend Tom Allen to the hilt 
to keep him from jumping ship and going down to Auburn. Don't even try it. Sure, he could be the answer. LEO could be the answer to all of Auburn's prayers. However, we are not letting go of him, so don't even try. All right, breakfast with Kent tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what we think about the Colts and the rest of their schedule in this game coming up this weekend, this Sunday, against the New England Patriots. Can they beat Belichick with Sam Ellinger at quarterback? And I'm not down on Sam Ellinger. Just trying to be a bit of a realist. All right. Good evening. Thank you. Appreciate it. Robert, Christopher, nice. Talk to you tomorrow morning.